Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Oh my gosh, wow. It has been so long since I've been on the mic. <laughs> Hi, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually like a little bit nervous right now. Like even though opening up my Adobe Audition program uh, was a bit strange. I was like, thankfully I remembered how to use the program. Like I didn't have any trouble setting it all up. Oh my gosh. Okay, so yes. Um, Hi. <laughs> I took an unusually long break from podcasting. Uh, I have to say I'm so grateful because for months I've had so many people asking when the podcast is coming back, which like really warms my heart that people are looking forward to its return. And I'm thankful to say that it is today. Today's the day. However, like with all of this anticipation, um, choosing my first topic sort of became like a big deal, <laughs> right? I was like, what the heck am I going to talk about after taking such a long break? <laughs> and so many things have happened. But truly, there is really only one topic that I can discuss with you guys today. Because I need to fill you all in on what I've been doing with my life. <laughs> so much so that this is my comeback episode. And it's going to be two parts. I've decided to break it up into two parts. And trust me, there is something in here for everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are, what your job is, whether you're the happiest person or the saddest, angriest person in the world. My goal for these upcoming two episodes for of this show is to show some serious vulnerability, you know, with myself, admit that I'm not what I thought I was, and I want to share my humbling experience with slowing down and what that meant for me. So this is going to be the story of why the heck it's taken me so long to come back. That's the topic today. <laughs> Trust me, it isn't going to be boring. There, there is an interesting story behind it all. In other words, I have some new interesting messaging that I will be pulling from, uh, from the last six months and I'm excited about it. I'm actually inspired because you know, I'm just like all of you guys listening. I have a feeling that what I'm about to say will be super relatable to many of you listening and hopefully you can grab a few takeaways from my woes, <laughs> like from my story that might help you out in your life. Because, you know, I go through my day. Some days are epic. Some days shit hits the fan. Some days I want to blame the entire world for my problems. Some days I have it all together and you know, my goal in life is yes, to be happy, but it's to be in line with the flow. I want to go with the flow. I want to be aligned with purpose and 
Sometimes I fall out of alignment and that's exactly what happened at the beginning of the summer. Actually, probably more into the spring or even in the winter I was falling out of alignment. But so at the beginning of the summer, I was actually way, <laughs> way out of alignment. Okay, so so let's get into it. I'm, I'm actually pretty sure my last episode aired on July the 4th. Like, wow, man, that was like six months ago. Wow. Um, and I remember that was the week that, um, I decided I like, I put my foot down. I was like, I need a break from this. Not because I dislike the podcast. There was just so many other things happening in my life. This decision didn't come easy and it didn't come without consequence either. It was risky and like the threat of failure was in, in my midst. <laughs> However, the decision was kind of like an aha moment. I, I was burnt out, like officially burnt out, <laughs> but I was, I was battling it. Like I, I was fighting the burnout and pretending that it wasn't there. It's like I was having the worst time admitting that I was burnt out because I want to do it all, right? And and burnout makes you do funny things. Uh, for example, you start looking for ways to escape your life. I was drinking more, uh, staying out super late with friends, sleeping less, you know, saying things like, I don't give a fuck. Excuse my language. But I would say that. I don't give a fuck. I give zero fucks. And that's not necessarily, that's not true at all. I was literally doing the exact thing I needed to do to burn out even deeper. So funny how it works. That's what I mean by burnout makes you do funny things. The beginning of the summer, it was really, it was a really interesting time for me. A lot was going on. I was doing so many things. I was working over 50 hours a week. Uh, I was doing the podcast. Like I said, I was partying. I was spending seven hours a day on average on my phone. And uh, this is for work purposes. And I was just running myself into the ground, just running my creativity, my brain, uh, my body just into the ground. And for those of you who watch me on, on IG, on my stories and, and such, you, like some people, and maybe it was those that are more close to me, uh, who know me in person as well, but there was, uh, was quite a few people noticing that my energy was on the negative side. Uh, like I didn't give a fuck, you know, which I do, but they were noticing this, which was interesting to me. So people were noticing, people that don't even know me really were noticing that I wasn't myself. So those of you that did observe this, you're like 10 million percent bang on. I wasn't myself, but then again, I was still posting that, you know, I was running once a week and eating healthy once a week and I was still laughing and making fun of myself at least once a week. So from the outside looking in, it was sort of same, same. It's hard to tell, you know, social media timelines are very blurred <laughs> to say the least. But let me tell you, I need to practice self-care way more than once per week to stay in alignment with my fast paced schedule and with my life goals, period. But of course, when we fall out of the flow, those self-care things are the first to go. For example, I started eating quick and easy garbage, <laughs> you know, just once because that way I can, you know, 
do these 20 million other things that I need to do. And, oh, uh, I'm not going to go to the gym today or go for a run because I'll just finish up this project instead. Plus, it's raining out. Plus, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the next thing you know, bing, boom, bang, I'm skipping all the good stuff. Okay? You know, in the moment, I just kept telling myself that I was okay and that I have everything together. So, there I was, stressing out about my body, barely sleeping feeling like actual shit and telling myself that I was okay. Does that sound like someone who is okay? <laughs> no. What is that? <laughs> no, first of all, I don't want my personal definition of okay to be feeling like garbage. I learned that the hard way. Feeling like garbage is not normal. And I am worthy of more than that. Second of all, why was I lying to myself? Okay, now there is the real question. Yes, I did find some time to relax and pretend to take care of myself. And I want to further discuss what I mean by pretend in a future podcast. This is a really crazy topic. It's blow, it's blasting my mind right now, all the pretending I was doing. But like I was at my tipping point and something had to change or else I might have exploded. <laughs> and what I mean by my tipping point is either fall down the hole of doom or do something about the way I feel. So I had a choice, fall down the hole of doom or do something about the way I feel. <laughs> Guess which one I chose? Huh? Obviously I needed to do something about the way I feel. And, um, I'll tell you one thing. I was not being true to my word when I said I was fine. That's the real aha lesson that I finally was able to hear. You know, I, I was not being true to myself and somewhere along the way I lost myself. I thought I was okay. You know, I was convincing myself I was okay, but I wasn't. And I, you know, deep down looking back, you actually know this. I started, I started to tell myself that I was okay when I wasn't, but I also believed the lie and it's a small lie. I'm okay. But deep down, I sort of knew that I wasn't okay. <laughs> but there was sort of like this overwhelming urgency to convince myself that I was. So I did. Are you with me? Let me explain. Okay. First, if any of you guys did my five-day awareness challenge to kick off the new year, then yay! <laughs> um, but you might be asking yourself, because I've been practicing awareness, awareness, awareness of thoughts, awareness of beliefs for a long time. It's like kind of become my religion. Um, and you might be asking yourself if you constantly are practicing awareness, how did you let it get so bad? Huh? Yeah, I know. It's a great question. <laughs> and that is the lesson here there that we are con I am constantly evolving. We are constantly evolving and moving and flowing and learning through life. It is a lesson that was presented to me smack square, boom, right in the face over and over and over again for weeks and weeks, but I decided not to learn from it until it became a giant problem. I seem like really, gi I, I seem to like <laughs> really giant problems. <laughs> so when things are going super well in my life, I create them. It's in my nature to sabotage my success done this over and over again. You've heard it in my stories uh, that I've told in the past. 
Now, don't get me wrong here. I think this is part of human nature in today's world and like that I, I feel like it happens all the time. Maybe not the sabotage part, but the fact that we all have our own shit and our beliefs that we seem to manifest into our lives over and over again. Okay, mine is that uh, sabotaging my success. So if you reflect on your life for five minutes, maybe take pause right now and do this little exercise, it's really interesting to look back and see the same patterns of behaviors presenting themselves differently over and over in our lives. It's like our deepest fear is showing up. And one of my deepest fears is that I'm unworthy of success. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like red flag, red flag, red flag. I'm fine. Everything's going to be okay. Red flag. I'm going to ignore that one. Oh, look, there's another one, but I'm fine. So basically looking back, um, now I, I can look back with some clarity because I'm out of that place and back in the flow. And what I can reflect on is that during that time, I was aware that I was in sixth gear, exhausted, burnt out, and unhappy. Uh, but I was lying to myself. I was trying to convince myself that I was okay when I wasn't. And this lie caused me to ignore the warning signs my body, my energy, and most importantly, my inner spirit were giving me. So what does that even look like? Let me explain what I mean about lying to myself. Now, just to give you a little bit of context, I lead a pretty open scheduled life. Okay, I just made that up. I don't <laughs> I don't even think an open scheduled life is even a thing. <laughs> but basically, I am an entrepreneur and I don't work a 9 to 5. So there's no real parameters around when I do my job and when I don't. I make them and they change every single day. It's, it's a pretty open schedule and I, I love what I do and I don't take it for granted. I oftentimes forget sometimes that I'm working because I have, I'm having the best time and I'm being creative and enjoying the process. And yes, I am grateful for the, the life I've created and for the choices I've made to get me here. That's not the point. The point is, back to the lying thing, is that my old patterns and we talked about this in the awareness challenge, very cool. My old beliefs, the ones that are ingrained into my cells, the default setting, you know, the first thing I learned growing up were slowly starting to take over my life again. And isn't it interesting that they were sneaking their way back in during a time of stress? It's like autopilot. I was losing awareness. In other words, I wasn't paying the right kind of attention to what I was doing. And my open scheduled life became overwhelmed with work, with commitments, with trying to balance my free time and personal joys with family and friends and get it? Sound familiar to anyone? And I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. Uh, and that is... Finding balance is never going to feel like you're perfectly balanced on a tightrope and you're never, ever going to fall off. Balance to me is a pendulum swinging from one extreme to the next constantly throughout life. And, and if you can accept and trust in the swing, 
and that life will swing back, you will feel balanced. But it's during those low points, those low swinging, low vibrational points, where the door opens for us to see our wounds and face the things we believe about ourselves and work at healing them. Okay, the door is always opening every time the pendulum swings back and forth. You can get a glimpse of what it is in you that needs to be healed. Okay, so here's a bit more context. Growing up, I was taught these things. Um, and this is what I mean by old patterns and old beliefs. Okay, capiche? Okay, so this is what I have written down in my beliefs. Okay, so. Belief number one, this is all a center around success. Um, successful people work the hardest and the longest hours. Anyone else believe that? Yep, you know, successful people, they work really hard. Um, if you don't succeed, you are a failure. Okay, another interesting one. Uh, if you don't have a university degree, you will never be successful or make money. That's a big one that was drilled into my into my brain when I was a, a little kid. And guess what? I don't have a university degree. So how can I ever be successful or make money? The next one I have is how much money you make is the only measure of success. Interesting. What do you guys think about that? Is Do you base people's success on their paychecks? Okay. And the last one is no pain, no gain. So ever heard of that one? This is... this. This one's kind of like a fitness mantra. However, it's it's kind of a thing that's mirrored in all areas of my life. No pain, no gain. Maybe because I was an athlete growing up in such an intense high-performance environment. But basically, in, in success, it sort of means that life gains should hurt. Okay? So you need to sacrifice and, and, and hurt in order to make gain. Okay, that's what I believe or believed. Okay, so do I believe these things today? <laughs> yes and no. No. Okay, uh, superficially, it's a big no. Deep down in the layers, in the tissues, then yes, I do. I'm not going to say no because when I'm learning the lesson in a different way, I'm realizing that this is exactly what I believe deep down and that's why I'm hurting and that's the wound because I'm believing that I'm a failure, okay? And I'm, I'm in the process of changing my beliefs, which I know is gonna take time. Um, I'm in the process of changing what I believe uh, it means to be successful. You know, absolutely. However, the old program is sneaky and it worms its way back during the times of stress, during, you know, new experiences. And when I'm emotional, there's like, you know, three to five days a month where I'm emotional for no reason. I start thinking all of these things again for no reason. It's very interesting. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of women out there listening that know exactly what the heck I'm talking about. And you know what? There's probably men out there too. You know. You know what we're talking about. Um, these are the things that I've been observing about myself over the years. And I believe that there are many of us out there that react to stress and emotionally charged experiences in the exact same way. 
at varying degrees and varying levels, but it's all the same. It's centered around the old patterns, the beliefs we learned about ourselves or about life or any given situation while we were growing up. Those first, those first uh, agreements that we made with ourselves. And I think it's important to go into this because our minds are so complex and our ego will literally justify anything to keep you in the old program. That's the safe zone. It's the comfort zone. The second there's a threat to change that comfort zone, the ego stands up and goes on the attack and will defend to the death, I swear to God. The ego is what we know. It's our voice of knowledge. It is how we identify with ourselves and it's always it always follows the program. So if the threat of that was to change, you know, we feel like our identity is challenged and it's not a good feeling, okay? Now, the other interesting thing is this. After listing out those beliefs um, about success and what success means to me, I realized that my beliefs are very linear, okay? I, I think I got most of them from my father, who's also a very linear in his beliefs, in my opinion. Uh, straight and narrow, you know, uh, go to school, get married, have the dog, uh, make a lot of money. Very, very linear, old-fashioned, old school. Um, and the problem is that I'm not linear, <laughs> I am an outside the box thinker. I have been this way since birth, I'm fairly certain. And, <clears throat> you know, there's no right or wrong here in the way we are raised and the way we think. I, I think it's actually called left brain and right brain thinkers uh, in this day and age. Like, I'm a right brain thinker, I think outside the box. But having this. Uh, like, quote unquote, this is the only way belief is very confusing to me, even now as an adult. Okay. So what I'm trying to say here is that my old patterns and beliefs, those things I just listed, they convinced me that I was fine. Okay. Because otherwise, what would I be? I would be a failure. But I wasn't fine. In fact, I was pulling myself deeper and deeper out of alignment. I was moving out of flow with life. So at the start of the summer, I was starting to break. Now, if you listen to my podcast on the regular, you will know that I've fallen into the depths of despair in my life more than once, right? Well, thankfully, the hole I was falling into wasn't that deep. This tells me that yes, I am learning. And I was able to have some serious conversations with myself. I was able to recognize that the hole, like that tipping point I just spoke about, you know, I was able to recognize that I have a choice here. And <clears throat> that's that's something that I often forget. <laughs> that I have a choice <laughs> in how I want to live my life. Isn't that interesting? So do you. We all have a choice. And so like I said, I started to have some serious conversations with myself. And 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 those conversations started um started with, with these questions. Uh, the first one was, Elisa, how do you want to feel? Okay. The second was, what does your life look like to get you to feel this way? And the third was, are you prepared to do this for yourself? 
Now, reading these questions back out loud right now makes them seem easy as hell for me to answer. But at the time, I was like, I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm scared. There were so many unknowns, really. <laughs> but I decided to work through the questions and the answers actually came to me fairly quickly. I needed to be true to myself and I needed to take a step back. Okay, so I not only put the podcast on hold, what I decided from the answers to this was like, it was more than just the podcast. The podcast wasn't the tipping point. It was well beyond that. So I decided that not only would I put on hold, but I decided I would. it would be in my best interest to not take any new clients, new consulting clients for the remainder of the summer. Yes, that would mean a dip in my income. However, it was the right kind of investment towards myself. So I was actually investing my time and energy into myself and my well-being in in a way that, you know, money money can't buy. <laughs> okay? So, naturally, I was a little bit afraid, but I I pursued and you know, right away I thought all of this free time would make me instantly better. <laughs> nope, wrong. <laughs> In fact, slowing down was a massive challenge for me. <laughs> it's not in my nature to just sit around and relax. Yes, I do this for like one night a week or so, but I, I started doing it for like two to three nights a week, even four nights sometimes. And it was actually stressing me out. I was actually stressing about the change of pace in a negative way. My body was like telling me to slow down, slow down, slow down, red flag, red flag. And then when I did, it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this? Oh, so confusing. But because slowing down gave me anxiety. So what did I do? Uh-huh. I needed to get some help. I needed some direction. So first and foremost, I turned to Yoda for guidance. Adele Stratton. She's my voodoo magic lady. I speak about her all the time. She um, is a wonderful human and um, I, I turned to her for guidance. And this time, you know, there was some, some desperation. Um, and yeah, so you see... With awareness, I was able to recognize that I was out of balance and that my solutions that I was trying to do weren't getting me unstuck. Does that make sense? I was trying to get myself unstuck, but my solutions weren't getting me there. With awareness, I was able to recognize that I have a cycle and I get stuck in my story and the emotional aspects I believe to be true in the moment I'm retelling the story. Okay, do you understand that? So I'm retelling my story over and over and the same emotions keep coming up. And this is what keeps me stuck, okay, is the reliving of all of this. So for example, I would, these are the things that I would say all the time. Like, I'm so tired all the time. Life's exhausting. I have so much to do. I feel like shit. I'm never going to get anything done. I can't take it anymore. Things like that. And this story served up a giant platter of exhaustion and fatigue with the side of angry, 
and jealousy and envy. Okay, here's another example. These are actual thoughts that I would muster up when I was like, quote unquote, slowing down. <laughs> I'd be like sitting on the couch relaxing and all of a sudden the voice pops in. I, I bring attention to it. Elisa, with all this free time, maybe, ooh, maybe you should start dating again. Mm-hmm. Maybe this would, maybe the, the world is seeing what you need to do is date. Yes, that's it. Go put yourself out there and get a man. Except, you know, maybe you shouldn't be eating those chips. <laughs> and you haven't been running lately, so maybe you should get back into the gym. Yeah, get back into the gym. Why are you so lazy? You know, you're definitely gaining weight. That dress you wore last night was way tighter than before. <laughs> no one's asked you out in a while, so it's probably because you're fat and lazy eating chips all night alone. You're such a loser. And then, boom, down the rabbit hole I go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. Um, and along with that story came some serious emotion. And the thoughts caused great emotion in me. Even though most of the time I was able to stop the thoughts, I was unable to clear out that emotion as quickly. Like emotion causes, it wreaks havoc in the body. So when I'm out of balance, I often describe my life experiences as painful and, you know, challenging and hard and unfair. And I'm really hard on myself. And I, I feel that. So, so what Yoda's advice was, is, uh, she advised me that breaking free of the all-encompassing spell of the story takes one simple conscious behavior. Uh, it's the practice of living in the moment. It's practicing appreciation for the experience I am having right this second. Not reliving last week or anticipating next. So I left Yoda's house all inspired. I had like the best session with her. I was like... I'm going to be so present. <laughs> I'm going to live in the moment all day from now on. <laughs> this is it. I'm cured. <laughs> Not. Okay. I had a lot of work to do. And my, my session with Yoda, it clarified that having awareness and being mindful was not the same as living in the moment necessarily. And when we're aware or mindful, we are acting as the observer of our lives. And the observer just observes the thoughts and beliefs and actions and can either stop them dead in their tracks or the observer can let things play out and the, and you can observe what, observe what happens. Like we, we learn the most about ourselves with awareness and it can also guide us to the present moment. However, mindfulness is not necessarily the present moment. So being present requires stillness. It's stilling the mind and, you know, feelings and thinking and experiencing nothing but this very second. So I spent the majority of July and August practicing stillness of the mind and consciously bringing my attention into the present moment. Yes, this is very challenging. Okay. This practice made me realize that when I'm out of balance, I'm living in the story in my mind. That is, let me tell you, not happening right now. Those stories have happened long ago or I'm making shit up about the future. Okay. I, I take one piece of information and I blow it up in my mind rather than the actual experience I'm having right this second. 
So uh, I'd be laying on my yoga mat, for example, breathing. And instead of enjoying the breath, feeling my body quiet and still on the mat, I would be like having an argument with someone at work (laughs) that I knew I was working with that I didn't really like (laughs) or something like that. You know, it, it, it's like, that isn't even happening, but I'm creating in my mind and my body is actually feeling those emotions and stressing me out. Oh my gosh. So in order to get rid of that, come back to the stillness, come back to the moment. I've also noticed that being present just completely relieves me of all stress. And it is, it is actually <laughs> emotional freedom. So think about times in your life that have been completely stress-free, that you're perfectly content, you're living in the moment, you're not thinking about the past or worrying about the future. Like mothers, you know, I hear mothers often get this while they're breastfeeding. You know, athletes get it when they're in zone. Children, children playing are the best example of living in the moment, a human example. Um, they just have fun. You know, one kid could literally hit the other one in the face and the victim might cry, but five minutes later, they're best friends again (laughs) and they're loving life and they're back in the moment of play. The moment of play. That's my favorite moment. You know, we adults can actually learn a lot from children and observing them and how they can just let things go. So how do, how did I incorporate living in the moment? (laughs) Well, I actually started to slow down on purpose, with purpose. And there you go. I had purpose again in my downtime. My downtime was no longer seen in my brain as time wasted doing nothing. Because that's kind of what, you know, my old beliefs of success were sort of drawing me towards. And yes, I was doing nothing or maybe watching TV or Uh, Netflix or reading or relaxing, but I was also incorporating moments where I would simply observe my breath or my heartbeat and how my body feels in this moment. And it's just, it was so wonderful. And, you know, sometimes I was able to stay in that place of pure content for long periods of time, but other times it was like five seconds. Either way, my energy would shift even in five seconds. Energy shifts and slowly but surely, I started to find myself again. No, this didn't happen overnight. This took months of dedicated practice. And this practice also opened the door to meditation a little bit further with me. Now, I've publicly stated many times that I have a huge resistance to meditation. There is a fear there for me. And Yoda says that it it's the fear of what I might find out about myself. And this is likely true. (laughs) I'm afraid to face my own demons, like the old program. And I'm afraid to change it because that's all I've known for so long. So if it changes, what does that, what's left of me, you know? However, the sheer joy I feel while in the moment is now the catalyst for a new outlook on meditation. Because, heck, to meditate is to be in the moment. So all of that led me to September, the month I had announced that my podcast would be returning, but nope, something inside of me just said, you're not ready for this. You need more time. The voice was loud and clear. And this time I I listened. I had to 100% listen. So I did not return in September as originally planned. 
I just kept on living my life, practicing self-care and self-love and mindfulness and, and living in the moment. <clears throat> but then there was, there was one more hiccup in my return. Uh, during this exact same time, there was some new red flags waving in my face. And these flags came in, in the physical health department. Um, I was feeling so unwell and exhausted that I went to my medical doctor for some tests. I also saw a naturopath and I continued to work with Yoda. And between the three of these professionals, I had insisted on multiple tests to figure out why I was so exhausted. Like this was not normal. And I'm going to tell you right now that what I found out is going to be the topic of my next podcast. So part two, I know, sigh, it's so interesting. <laughs> so I don't, but I don't want to spoil anything, but I, what I will say is that I pulled myself so far out of alignment that the cells in my body were no longer working properly. I was in rough shape and I needed to make some new life adjustments. <laughs> And uh, it's very interesting, the the next part of this whole thing. So, um, to summarize, everything here, my journey back to the mic has been something of a roller coaster of emotion, which I know is super relatable to many of you out there. And that is why I felt like this story was appropriate for my comeback. <laughs> and it started with me really stepping back and taking my self-care and self-love to a whole new level. Like how many people out there, you know, time is, is such a big deal and, and making time and prioritizing and, and trying to figure out what's best for you, but finding balance, like go, go, go fast paced life. You need to be all these things, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, to be successful, to be perfect, to have all the nice things. You know, that is what I'm talking about. Like those are real life situations that people are facing every single day. I'm facing them too and I'm working through them. So I'm hoping that, you know, some of you out there can relate. I really feel like, I really feel like, you know, you are. <laughs> and listen, I thought I was in a really great place in my life. In fact, I was convinced at the beginning of 2018 that, this ha this is like the best year of my life. I was feeling so passionate and uh, uh, all these things that were coming into my life were so great, which they are and they were. Uh, but I just, somewhere along the, the way, what I quickly found out is that, you know, I, I know nothing. <laughs> I've also learned that trying to convince myself that I'm right about any given subject is all part of the old program. You know, it's all just make made up stuff. I didn't even have a choice to believe in the first place. It was just taught to me and, and I believed it. And so, and I'm living my life, believing all this stuff. And it's not even true to me and not in line with what I want my life to look like. And nor is it in line with how I want to feel with my life. Okay. So now moving forward, I'm I'm kind of pondering some new questions. Okay, so things that I think about often, especially when making big decisions or during times of stress or when I feel weird about a situation or there's like a, huh, I don't really like this sort of feeling. I ponder, am I being true to myself? What are my real beliefs behind this matter? Like, why is it that I feel weird? What is that? 
weird feeling inside. My instinct is trying to tell me something. Okay, what are my real beliefs? And then the last one is, am I present? So these are some of the questions that come up for me as I continue to work through my relationship with myself. Also, um, an upcoming topic in this podcast. (laughs) Uh, But I will say one thing's for sure. The answers help me to go with the flow. Yoda tells me to do that all the time. Go with the flow. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going with the flow. Okay? And I hope that this podcast will help you to go with the flow as well. (laughs) Okay, so that's all for today. Oh my gosh, it is so good to be back. I'm really looking forward to sharing, learning, and growing with all of you guys again. (laughs) This podcast really does mean a lot to me, and I appreciate your continued support. If you haven't done so yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you all once again for listening. Have a lovely day. Until next time.